don't tell you what, Bobby. So I have a minute. I tell you what, right over there. I'll tell you what. Ooh, right over there. You see that cow over there? I'll tell you right there, right there in that cooler, mm-hmm. man. I'll tell you what. I didn't know our first guest was going to be Boomhauer. First guest, Boomhauer. Yeah, that's right. I want to talk to you about the Star Wars prequels. I personally think Phantom Menace <laughs> is a pretty good movie, but some people don't think it is. But you know what? Attack of Clones not that bad, except for the apple scene where four seats are in apple. It's kind of weird. I'll tell you what. Woo. <laughs> It was like it was a consensual oh, apple eating. He didn't throw it at her. He he lightly <laughs> levitated it to her, and she took it. Also, they could have had a scene before that was deleted, where they have just kind of overall talking about their boundaries and their like levels of consent. If you're gonna feed me an apple, feed it to me without using your hands. Well, you saw the deleted scene where Anakin hands her a contract and <laughs> tells her to <laughs> sign it so they can get underway. The contract just says, "Please, no talking." <laughs> <laughs> And now it's time to go to therapy. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Obi-Wan! Raider! Impossible to see. The future is. Welcome back to Star Wars Therapy, where we talk about Star Wars and life. I'm Alex. I'm Steven. And I'm Caleb. And we're all here just catching up. Good old buddies. Magically, the, the last episode got sucked into a hyperspace dimensional portal and uh, you know, magically. We, were, we don't know magically. how. Magically. We have no there idea are, what happened. There are those people who make those rugs and then they stitch. They make these beautiful patterns and then they stitch one color that's off. Just to be like, <laughs> no, there are people who do these. In and the tapestry to of show, Star Wars To therapy. show that man cannot make something perfect. I, and so I felt like after we made a near perfect episode last time, <laughs> the, the last like five minutes are you. <laughs> That's like your little stitch. Yeah. Oh my god. Luckily, we did have a little bit of you talking about the Jedi who will not be named. Yeah, the uh, the one whose name will not be there ever. Yeah. Ever, Never. Ever. It was. Wow. <laughs> we'll revisit that topic eventually. Yeah, definitely. We're all here, though. I think we're ready to just do a regular episode, a good a good time with friends, reconnecting. Yeah. How's everyone been? I'm, it's, I'm, it's okay. I'm okay. You've got some woes. You've got <laughs> I've some got some woes. woes we've already discussed. Yeah, I've, I'm but, sorry, you know, buddy. <laughs> I'm at the end of the woes, and I'm here, and I am ready to have a fun time. You know, We're, I'm over. I'm over the hill. I'm over the hill. Proverbially, I'm over the hill. Also, literally, I live on a very massive hill, and I'm now down closer to a valley. <laughs> <laughs> Your voice went all like, hello, everyone. My name is Alex. The vocal That's because I ha- yeah. I didn't really know where I was going with that. So, <laughs> so you just creaked into it. And I'm just going to slowly fade out from my sentence. Hello. And now Listen, I have a very deep voice. Board. And when I, don't, <laughs> when I don't throw as much energy into it, it kind of just like falls apart. My mouth's just kind of turned into George Lucas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> mashed potatoes. <laughs> you good, Caleb? I'm How in an doing? interesting spot because time of recording, middle of March, I'm about to have my first anniversary with my girlfriend, Yay. which is Happy really exciting. Thank you. Really exciting and very different thing for me. And then when this episode comes out early April, it'll be super exciting because I'll get to see a musician that I really want to see in concert like beginning of April. Who's um, similar? You know, I've heard that name before. I've, I've ranted about her before. Yeah, you definitely have. They're um. I'm seeing Rainbow Kitten Surprise in the beginning of uh, April, and they're great. They're kind of what I like to call deconstruction core, where they make very good indie rock based on spiritual deconstruction, and it has spoken to me a lot in the past couple of years. Huh. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Wow, that actually sounds really cool. You have to recommend me some tracks later. Absolutely. Actually, I would be down with that. So anyway, I, I'm hoping that from this week to the beginning of april everything goes well right like that's the whole thing like you Mm. make plans and then you're like for the love of god nothing come between me and this please my happiness depends on it um i'm I'm pretty good too since the uh since the last recording i've gotten a wonderful cat i love your cat he's great he's so his name is Mulder from x-files he is wonderful and he's brought so much joy into my life and And his full name is Mulder from x-files yes and you will not say (laughs) Mulder from x-files jensen (laughs) you will not shorten that name (laughs) that is a son that's a sign of disrespect to Mulder from x-files and to steven (laughs) that's right and honestly to god i've only watched half of that's right (laughs) 
not even half of, but I'm I'm good. I've I've seen the Batman twice now, and mm-hmm. Caleb hates it because well, it's, it's listen, not the only. It's not Batman <laughs> Sub Zero. Listen, there's the, one the animated series movie that was not released in theaters, mind you. Listen, there is <laughs> one good superhero movie. You can throw out the MCU. You can throw out all the DC movies, except for the one that's good, which is Batman, Batman Sub Zero. Yeah, what's, I, your, what's your favorite line from the movie, buddy? Man, it's cold in here. <laughs> Mr. Freeze, you sure are a fella. And you know the best thing about it is like it's it's so much of a vibe that I don't need to explain the plot to either of you because I definitely remember the plot, but it's all about the vibe. But you know, I don't well, I to... would like a explanation it's kind of, of the plot. About a How does the plot go? Movie? Um, so you know Mr. Freeze? You know <laughs> yeah, the I, yeah, I'm a, I'm aware of Mr. Freeze. Well, he likes freezing things and he needs to stay cold. Yes. Um and so it's very cold. And I think there are polar bears. Mm. And then at the end, I do remember this. And he I breaks, think there are polar bears. He breaks bears. both his legs and then like hobbles up to a cabin and looks in and he sees Nora who's been on thought and she's like in some hot chocolate and then he smiles and then a tear falls and it's that classic thing where it freezes on his face and he hobbles away. I don't know why, but I think that happened. Could you imagine everything he says right now, but in a pitch meeting? <laughs> I, I was actually. And then I pictured him slamming the script down and them going, you're fired. He's like I don't even work here. You're hired. You're fired. <laughs> Do I get severance? And, but no. this movie was made, so that means that they were just like, uh, okay. For context, <laughs> the reason that we're talking about this is Stephen was very excited for the Batman, and he was posting about that on Instagram. I love it. It's my favorite. So yeah. I decided to send him messages about how, sure, it might be okay, but it won't be as good as the best Batman movie. What's a funny Batman movie? I could say Batman Sub-Zero. Yeah, I didn't know. Like He could have pulled anything. It'd be like Batman Soul of the Dragon, ah, <laughs> like so whatever you... new movie came out this week. So you admit you've been lying. To oh us. yeah, I've been, I've been, yeah. Well, but then it huh. turned into a thing where Stephen was like, "That's fair," and kind of his, you know, natural <laughs> peacemaking way. And I'm like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Natural if Stephen <laughs> has friends, so now he doesn't want to challenge them. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not sure. That's fair, buddy. <laughs> I'm not sure if he realizes this is a joke, but I just have to commit now. Like, I was totally ready to take this into, like, a 30-year-long stretch of me pretending like Sub-Zero is my favorite movie. And listen, here's the thing. (laughs) You would do that. Oh, I would. I know you would. (laughs) And that's... You know, it's it's simultaneously something that makes me question you at all points, but also really makes me appreciate your friendship. I mean, it definitely will get me someday. Yeah. <laughs> my death will, will come back to bite me. My death will involve a Mr. long Freeze. running bit. And Mr. Freeze <laughs> with maybe polar bears. <laughs> it throws Once you into again, a pit of polar bears. I would love bears. to see that as a review for the movie. I think this movie had polar bears in it. I don't remember. Three stars. <laughs> 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 I can take that seat and we can transition into our regular topic. You are very congenial. You don't really like to disagree or push back on people that often. Um, yeah, I try not to. Which I can appreciate. However, I'm going to drop some truly hot takes in this episode. Oh, I need so both of you to push back. Okay. Yeah, no, okay. I definitely will. Listen, here's the thing. I don't really push back unless it's something that doesn't matter. Like, for example, my opinion on, like, geek stuff. So, like, you know, if someone says, like, eh, Batman is me, I will be like, okay, let's fight for a second. Like, what are you talking about? Let's just <laughs> say I run, I ran my opinions by Joe, and he said they were all good ideas, which makes me worried because Joe doesn't like Star Wars. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, I'm excited for this. All righty <laughs> then. Well, okay. So essentially, we all kind of saw the Kenobi trailer because as of the recording of this video, it kind of just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we all saw the Kenobi trailer and I think me and Alex had similar-ish opinions on it. But then I think Caleb Caleb kind of has some hot takes that he'd like to get out there. Well, I don't think on the Kenobi trailer. Not just. on the Kenobi trailer? Well, well your suggestion was based off of the Kenobi trailer, mm. which of course will be a month old by the time this episode comes out. Right, right. Um, you were like, let's talk about TV. And I was like, well, my opinion on the TV, and we'll get into it. And then right. Alex said his opinion on the TV, and it's opposite. And that's how we kind of evolved it into uh, this. Yeah, that's, mm. that's right. That's right. Um, but my opinion on the Kenobi trailer is pretty blase it's i think it's a poorly made trailer really yeah that's an first hot take 
first hot take. <laughs> well, that's number just zero right the there. <laughs> no, just in the sense that it's like, uh, it's kind of nostalgia baity, and like, I feel like there's still a good show here. I just don't think it's on display. I think the only real interesting thing is that weird Star Trek alien who's uh, with the the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, yeah, the Grand Inquisitor. I'm looking forward to it, but the trailer definitely made me a little bit less excited. Interesting, Alex. The, what's what's your what's your opinion on the trailer? Because I'm I'm curious. I feel like you had a lot oh, more positive response. If you remember correctly, my response too. was along the lines of "You guys know me. I find uh, one small th- little thing that I get like really excited for, and it kind of builds up my excitement for the whole thing." Yeah, yeah. And I think this really tells a lot, hopefully, about the character that we're going to get. Uh, the thing I latched on to was when he was on some city planet. I don't know if it's Coruscant or wherever. Blade Runner planet. Yeah, Blade Runner. Yeah. When he was on Blade Runner planet, like, you can see he's, like, holding a blaster and he, like, ducks behind cover. Yeah. And, like, you can, like, kind of see him, You can kind of see him, like, shaking a little bit. And, like, he looks like he's worried. And, like, I really like that. Because, like, we've never really seen Obi-Wan like that. Because, yeah. like, throughout the Clone Wars, he's always been, you know. This great Jedi master, this awesome general that leads his troops to victories. Yeah. And in New Hope, you see him as this wise old man. Whereas in Kenobi, it's like, okay, he's just been through something really traumatic. He's watched all of his friends die, and now he's scared. His best friend burn alive at his hands. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I'm really digging it. I can't wait. (laughs) See, that's the thing. So I'm kind of in between with both of you. I agree with everything you said, Alex, because, like, for me, the one thing in the show that I have no doubt will be good is Ewan McGregor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to be fantastic. I think Obi-Wan's character is going to be great in this. And actually, come to think of it, I think my biggest problem from before, I remember everyone kind of quotes the line of, like, you know, when I left you, I was but the learner. The thing is, though... I was thinking about that more because I actually uh, recently rewatched uh, Phantom Menace and Revenge of the Sith. I don't even bother with Attack of the Clones, but like, I, I just seriously don't. I, <laughs> I, it's Go back to episode boring... two. For the, for the audio episode... listeners, which is all of you, Caleb looks very disappointed right <laughs> Go now. Go back to episode two of Star Wars Therapy so you can get some context. No, I do not like Attack of the Clones. But I was rewatching those and I was like, wait a minute. If Vader says, when I left you, well, does that mean they had another confrontation in between? And I guess they're kind of playing on that. And at first I was like very like, I don't like that because I don't like the idea of yeah. them seeing each other again before A New Hope. But the more I've thought about it, I'm like, you know what? That makes sense that he would be even more scared of him like that in that moment and maybe a bit calmer later when he sees him in A New Hope. I have a, there's a very similar thing that happened in the comics and I can't remember if I mentioned this on another episode or not, but in the comics, or at least like a few years ago when they came out, Luke has a a confrontation uh with vader between oh, new hope and empire yeah, yeah. and then when i went back to watch empire i realized that there wasn't really a line that specifically said that this was their first time meeting yeah, and there's not a really point. a line like that in a new hope either it's just like we've grown accustomed to like the certain way we think of these events right even though there are two decades of just missing timeline for the way these characters interact with each other you know that is kind so of so i'm more open to it because if they make it interesting i'll gladly take it I think one of the things about Star Wars that like people kind of I think have been growing more accustomed to now is that like we don't see everything that happens mm-hmm. like a lot of the time you know it might be expanded on in a novel or whatever but some things are just mentioned for example uh, Cad Bane speaking of recent things you know Cad Bane when he shows up in Boba Fett he already has that metal plate thing same thing in the Bad Batch supposedly mm. he sh- got shot at by Boba Fett at some point. We never see it, but like apparently that happened. Well, and that's the, that's something that appealed to people. No, yeah, first that appeals to me out. as well. I'm, I'm putting it out as a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, that's but, really cool. It shows there's history outside of what we see. Yeah. There were huge gaps in between each of the movies that things happened in. There is a reason that those scrawls need to happen. They even treated episode four, like it was the next episode in a serial that w- had already been ongoing. Mm. So like this plays into the tradition of Star Wars. It really wasn't until the sequel series where Last Jedi picks up like almost right after Force Awakens. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that, you know, Rise of Skywalker picks up, uh, who cares? Anyway. Yeah, I didn't remember oh, when it, it picked is. up. So. Who, who cares? There we go, baby. Is it years <laughs> later? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a decade. I don't know. But I think overall, though, like, I'm excited for Obi-Wan. It's just, I don't. The, the Inquisitor stuff is where it starts to make me go, like, please make this an Obi-Wan show, not 
yeah. Inquisitors the show. Yeah, I you know? I I agree with that point. Whereas like I'm kind of glad they're the villain because I think it li- makes a little more sense than Vader sense trying to find everyone. him on Tatooine. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I don't want to see them too much, man. But aren't yeah. y'all excited for the Andor show when halfway through it's just gonna turn into Obi Wan season two? Caleb, <laughs> every time Andor, you mention the, the Andor show of Obi Wan, <laughs> they have to get people to. Watch I it remember <laughs> that it's gonna happen. Outside of this podcast, I do, I have no recollection or anything uh, of any announcement that it's going to be. I'm a thing. with you. <laughs> like I know time. it is, but I don't know. So <laughs> it's going to drop one day, and I'm going to be like, "What? Oh yeah, okay." Well, and that leads into a good, uh, another good transition. Where... Oh, I just gave him a point, didn't I? You did. <laughs> Dang it. So like we're talking a lot about these TV shows because that's really. That's where Star Wars is putting all the eggs in the TV show basket right now. And, you know, we were talking about, it's like, well, do we want to talk about the TV shows? And I was like, eh, not really, and blah, blah, blah. And then we were like, well, what direction do we want to take Star Wars in? If we had the keys to the castle, how would we steer the ship? Or more accurately, this is how I tried to think of it. If I was presenting my TED Talk of opinions to <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy... <laughs> How could I balance both Star Wars, it's there to make money, and I want Star Wars to be good. So how do I balance those? Yeah, that's a really good point because like, I feel like realistically you can't just take the artistic approach. You can't just be like, let's just make indie art house dramas with oh, yeah. Star Wars. My whole that's thing, not going to happen. My whole thing is make it as not gonna bland be like, as possible. Yeah, and just, my future a, would the be... The budget of a ham sandwich for this, this very indie film. Well, you yeah. see, it's actually a uh, commentary on the Belgian Empire. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, like my ideal future is like just a lot of Star Wars visions and then like five movies about after the droid revolution. Like, <laughs> oh, the, the thing singularity we in the Star about. Wars universe. <laughs> the next big event. <laughs> uh, it's a crossover with the Matrix. I guess going on your first hot take, I mean, that would be your thing would just be like, what, saga movies and then... Do you want me to go first? Or I don't know. Uh, who wants to go first? I don't exactly know how else to introduce it. This all started because we had a fundamental disagreement on uh, specifically whether uh, they should like pursue TV shows or other things. Yeah. So... Well, specifically that I don't want them to make TV shows. Yeah, well, yeah. I, let's let's maybe start on that point real quick. Why do you think TV shows aren't the way to go with it? Because I've always kind of thought, even as a kid, that Star Wars would excel on TV. So there are three main reasons. First of which, just going to have to get my personal bias out. I don't really care about TV. People think that I don't watch TV, and by people, I mean Steven. It's not I, that I don't think you watch TV. I just <laughs> think you watch one show every five years, and then you go, you know what? That's really good. Let me rewatch my childhood. You're I talking to two people. People who kind of hold that opinion. Okay, I let me the explain. third one's in the other room. You don't watch TV. No, Caleb. let me explain. I watch a lot of TV. I just don't finish shows because I don't hold my attention. That's fair. I started The Gifted recently. I had a lot of nostalgia for 2014 era superhero oh TV shows God, on no. network. Will I finish Why? The Gifted? Probably not. The only time I finish shows is when I'm watching them with someone. So like I'm watching through Marvelous Mrs. Maisel with my girlfriend right now. I've uh, actually heard good things about that. Oh, one. it's it's great. It's actually a lot like Breaking Bad. Uh, in I structure. don't want to know how that's true. <laughs> so just laying out the personal bias. But the second thing is that one, I don't think they're good at it. I don't think they understand how to do TV shows. I think Book of Boba Fett really showed that. I think right now they're sure. really just using it as an excuse to trot out characters people know. The third reason is that Star Wars started on film and... I think it's best at film from the comics to the books I've read to the shows, both pre and post Disney taking over. Star Wars has never been as good as it is with film. I understand they ran into a hiccup with Rise of Skywalker and Solo and Last Jedi. They are not in a good place to do film right now. Mm. But when we get into my pitch for why I want to see Star Wars go forward, I'm going to talk about how I think they can improve on that. So it's kind of those three things. Interesting. In my opinion, when it comes to Star Wars like TV shows, I I think they all can work in a certain context i think the mandalorian season one like really excels i i mm-hmm. like that season a lot i've said this before about the mandalorian season two but it does kind of end up becoming like cameos the show at a point mm-hmm. but i feel like the cameos in season two still work to serve the plot yeah it wasn't like for the sake of just someone showing up they served a purpose in the plot book of boba fett is 
the only time I feel like they've truly blundered because you have a character people love, but you're not really doing what people love to see that character do. You want to see Boba Fett be a bounty hunter. You want to see Boba Fett, like, kick ass. You don't want to see Boba Fett be sitting down on a throne delegating. Like, that's not really what I'm there for. At, oh, Alex has some opinions. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I'll let you finish. No, 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 that, that's really it. It's just like, I think this is the only time they've really blundered is because yeah. they're more about Boba Fett being a part of the Mandalorian universe than they are mm -hmm. Boba Fett being a Boba Fett show. I will say I'm kind of the opposite where I I mean not to like get too much into Boba Fett it's just I'm, I'm using this for a reason yeah I know so uh, there are only three shows out like, right yeah. it's a good idea to use them as comparison no, actually I, my, there are two shows out because the third show I was thinking of was the second season of Mandalorian <laughs> so there are two shows out <laughs> I definitely was thinking that too the thing about Boba Fett and why I want to see him like okay I could take a little bit of him like being like this cool badass bounty hunter like yeah that'd be great but like i do also i really want to see him in this kind of kingpin role i want to see how he like influences people around him and how he kind of builds himself up in like a new different way the problem with the show wasn't that he was doing that it's that they didn't write the way he did that well yeah that's <laughs> i got fair. really excited at the end of episode four when it was starting to like build up to like a game of thrones kind of thing yeah where these different my factions... problem is they finished it all in the last episode <laughs> yeah and there was nothing to like carry that through. That's fair. But I if they if they changed that and actually did build like got better at like the way they structure and the way they write things, I would absolutely love that kind of thing. I would be obsessed with that kind of thing. Yeah, that's fair. You know, um, I I, I like that opinion. I like that it's it, it is kind of like you can look at an individual episode and be like, oh, that was good. But when you kind of put it all together, you're like, oh, these these first couple episodes are very tonally different from like what the end of the show ends up being. Yeah. And like, it's way goofier by the end of the show, but like, I like that, you know, I would prefer the last three episodes of Boba Fett as opposed to the first four episodes of Boba Fett. Yeah. Like every time. So like, that's really my stance with the whole TV thing is like, yeah, you know, it's, it's a little hit or miss right now, but like, I want to see them get good at it yeah. because if they get good, it'll be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And like, also, I just love having it weekly. It's like my little like my little, little dose weekly of dose of therapy. No, yeah. like it seriously is. And like if it would come that. out on a Friday and like I'm at the end of my work week and I just go home, watch a little Boba Fett or something. Oh, yeah. I was like that. About I think it's usually batch. Wednesday, though. But you know what I mean? There is something to be said about like if you do anything Star Wars good, it's going to be good, right? Mm -hmm. Like if they did turn the TV shows around, I probably would have a drastic opinion, a different opinion than I do now. Now. But I do think there's a problem. I think one of the biggest problems right now with their TV shows is there's not a lot of variety. You look at the Disney Plus shows uh, for, that Marvel is doing, and you have like Loki is completely different from WandaVision, which is completely different from Hawkeye, which was completely different from What If, which was completely different from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I didn't watch all those shows, and I, I didn't this, like all the shows I watched. I did watch all the shows, and I can say this. They do all feel yeah. extremely different. But I finished WandaVision, I finished Loki, and I finished Hawkeye. I don't finish shows that often. Yeah. And I have half the investment in the MCU that I do at, in Star Wars. So I feel like if they had more variety, which I think they are trying to get into, as much as we make fun of it with the Andor show, right? Like, they are mm. branching out to different eras and stuff. But even looking at the Obi-Wan trailer, I'm like, wow, this looks a lot like Boba Fett. The biggest problem, honestly, and like, you know, Alex, Alex kind of mentioned it like very briefly, but it's like, the problem is Tatooine. Can we get off this give, stupid give planet? Honestly, some visual variety please, and I can, think no a lot more of deserts. things will change no more deserts please. i don't i don't want any more like planetary destruction things in star wars yeah mm -hmm. unless they blow up tatooine oh my word move <laughs> forward well that's yeah. what's gonna happen in the droid uprising <laughs> they're gonna say hey that place is nothing but pain and uselessness they're Let's gonna just blow the it up yeah. they're gonna get palpatine's fleet of uh planet killers and they're just you're gonna go to it. It's gonna be completely crystallized because they've burned all of the sand into glass. I would love that actually. You go back and it's just like an ice rink, but oh, it's not change cold. the landscape. Yeah, that could actually be kind of that'd fun. be kind of cool in like a distant future Star Wars. They go to a glass planet and it turns out it's like Tatooine, mm. and like Luke just got so pissed off one day that his Force Ghost used the ultimate Force Lightning that Yoda showed him how to use from Beyond the Grave in the Last Jedi. We're gonna get some emails about this opinion. Yep. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I haven't. 
started yet. <laughs> oh, I don't have Steven's Gmail no, yet. Yeah. The, the moment Luke is mentioned, people go crazy. <laughs> okay. Caleb cracks his knuckles. Here we go. Do we want to get started with the hot takes? Yeah. 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 Okay. I've said my two cents, so let's go. Well, Steven, what would your ideal future for Star Wars be? So my thing is this. I think we talk about TV shows not working, and I think that in live action, they've struggled a little bit. I think just because like when you breach into live action, you're inherently going to attract a more mainstream audience. Very true. Therefore, mm. people are going to judge The Mandalorian on how Star Wars does this feel. Therefore, I feel like a lot of the time, yes, they unfortunately have to give in to what do people know? They know Yoda. Well, Yoda's dead. What can we do? Cute Yoda. Got you. What's cute? Babies? Okay, cool. <laughs> but no, it's like, it's like so they give they give into the, kind of the some of those memes. I wish they wouldn't do that. That would make for better TV in general. That's kind of why I actually was hoping the first episode of Boba Fett was setting up for something totally different. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh man, if it's just him like wandering in the desert, like that's inherently more interesting, at least to me, like as an art piece than a Star Wars thing. But I guess my opinion is like when people talk about the live action shows, I think a lot of the time they neglect to talk about the animated shows. And I will say this, the last four episodes of the last season of Clone Wars and the entirety of Star Wars The Bad Batch is some of the best Star Wars I've ever seen. And Bad Batch works in that way where it's a freak of the week show, but it's also moving the characters forward the yeah. whole time. Yeah. So I think that if they come to a balance with that, and don't have it be so like the first half of the season will be freak of the week. Oh, Mandalorian has to go kill the crate dragon. Now he's got to go help a town. And then the last four episodes are plot. You have to balance that. And so I think TV can work for Star Wars. Do I wish that the main saga movies were like better right now? Absolutely. I wish that they could continue with those. I wish that the episodes could be more of an event like they were when they first were kind of coming out. But if Star Wars has to be on TV for right now, just get people who are really passionate about Star Wars to make a Star Wars thing. I think if Jon Favreau didn't have Disney down his throat, he'd probably be able to make exactly the Star Wars show he wants to. You know what I mean? Yeah, you winked at me multiple times saying that. I just, I was just mostly tired. I, I didn't mean to wink oh, at the, uh, the Star Wars show he wants to make. I'm going to get into that, too, a little bit. I will say, you talking about, it's like, well, you know what would really get me involved, like invested in a Star Wars show? If uh, Russell T. Davies from Doctor Who... Uh, came and did a Star Wars show. Is he one of the good ones? I don't remember. He's, don't ten, remember. he's most attentive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, so right on. Okay. He right, also came, he's also come back. I don't. I haven't heard anything about what he's doing with the new Doctor. But anyway, uh, not all of his stuff is good. Season four is a mess of Doctor Who. But I do think he really had a good balance of like episodic and then bringing in the story at the end. Yeah, I think Doctor Who, especially as a sci-fi show, understood how to do that pretty well during like when Doctor Who was really good. It was really really good season mm -hmm. seasons like, one and two man they are yeah perfect yeah. television in my mind but then like yeah you get to the more inconsistent stuff and you're like this is what people talk about when they say they don't like sci-fi there's there's a very specific <laughs> episode of doctor who that i think about when i think about what made me go away from that show and i don't remember exactly what goes on but i just remember by the end of it he was like screaming at a star I remember that episode. <laughs> and it is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. I it's so weird because Doctor Who, Doctor Who is simultaneously like one of the best shows I've ever seen and just the absolute worst. Which is kind of <laughs> the beauty of it. Like, I just want them to have to do another reset because I was still kind of burnt out when Jodie Whittaker came in and I don't want to jump in in the middle of her being the doctor. So I want them to just get a new doctor so I have a new jumping on point. And then later I'll go back and finish Capaldi and Whittaker's stuff. But that's fair. Um, anyway, welcome to Doctor Who therapy. We were talking about sci-fi that um, uh, has less consistency than Star Wars. Here's my pitch, y'all. I think oh, there are. We're a couple... getting into Caleb's hot takes. Did you bring down the banner, everyone? Notice the way Caleb's he sits hot up in his chair, arches his back, lifts his glasses. He is ready. We have a ready boy right here. This is the part where if this was a video, we would have the big impact font and it would come down in 72p and be like, Caleb's hot take! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. metal text. It's got the shine like all the kids in 2005 did. like dusty Yeah, particle effects. Particle effect that's like going across the bottom. Caleb's hot all right, what's kids. up, everyone? <laughs> Bring it to the edge. <laughs> all right. Go ahead, buddy. Pay for the whole scene. All you need is the edge. Go ahead, buddy. 
Go ahead, buddy. You got this. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. So Star Wars. <laughs> What Disney wants Star Wars to be is their next Marvel. Because Marvel is their cash cow right now. However, there is a big difference between these two as IPs. Marvel has been a continuous story since the 60s with some retcons and some offshoots and stuff, but they have a lot of characters and material they can pull from and a very good foundation for this kind of episodic cinematic uh, way they're doing. Star Wars is a little bit different because it's had long gaps in between the making of it and there's never been a consistent continuity. So that makes it harder to try to do what they did and start to create a more consistent Star Wars brand across the comics, the books, the TV shows, and the movies. I think they probably just continue to do what they were doing with tiers of canon. However, I understand they wanted to have this this way into having a consistent IP. So there are two ways you could do that. The first one is what they should have done when they bought the franchise. They should have just erased everything. They should have completely rebooted Star Wars. Whoa. Wait, you mean like I was expecting a spicy take, but not that. Wait a minute. Oh my god. Wait a minute. Okay, so Go you, ahead. you think <laughs> you rough them up. Yeah, but... <laughs> good cop, worst cop. Bad cop, Bad worst cop, cop. Awful cop. <laughs> okay, so you think that they should have just redone like the Luke Skywalker thing or anything? No, in their I don't own want, way, I don't or... want them to remake it. I want them to just completely do their own thing. Yeah. Completely jump into the Star Wars world, take cues from different things like they have been doing, and then jump into it and actually start making their own stories. Here's why. Uh, so the new X-Men is a comic book that started in the 2000s after the X-Men kind of went through a rough patch in the 90s. 90s X-Men was at their height of popularity because of the cartoon show and because of some early stuff that had gone down. Mm. But by the end of the 90s, there really wasn't a creative force behind it. Grant Morrison one of the best comic book writers of all time, Amen. comes in and they start really shaking things up. And the reason they start doing this is because they're like, the same people who have been reading this comic for 40 years are going to keep reading it. And no matter what, they're going to complain about it, but they're going to keep buying it. I don't care about them. I care about the person who wants to pick up an X-Men comic, but can't because it's so in- inaccessible and honestly so uninteresting. And so they completely remade that line. It was one of the biggest turning points in that franchise think they should have done the same thing with Star Wars. People will have their six movies that they'll like. They'll have their TV shows that they like, their books, their comics, whatever. They're going to watch whatever we put out. They're going to get mad at whatever we put out. We need to talk to this next generation, though, who mm. like likes the aesthetic of Star Wars and likes the themes and the ideas, but they haven't spent 30 years of their life being like, if they mess up Luke Skywalker, if he throws his lightsaber <laughs> behind his back. <laughs> if Yoda is not practical effects, when I see him again, I swear to God. Yes. That puppet isn't invisible. <laughs> He's not transparent. (laughs) And yes, people will have gotten mad, but people got mad when they got rid of like all the below Lucas canon. People got mad when the first trailer for Force Awakens came out. People got mad when Last Jedi happened. Guess what? People still went to see the movies. People aren't canceling their Disney Plus subscriptions. People are going to keep watching it be Star Wars. So stop trying to appeal to the fans. Completely start fresh. See what new ideas you can bring in with the aesthetics, ideas, and themes of Star Wars. I think that could have led to some really interesting work. And then maybe you come back and you introduce Obi-Wan into something. And maybe you come back and you do eventually retell Luke's story. So you wouldn't have any of the other movies be any type of canon? Well, maybe you dance around it. I think really what they should have done is just start fresh. And they definitely shouldn't have tried to continue a story. Would you have had that be in like the same... not, Not to say like have it be the same movie. But what I mean by same style... Is like, would you have had like opening crawls and like things like that? That fits you know, into staples the, of Star Wars. Yeah, that fits into the aesthetics of Star Wars. I think my opinion, sweet transitions. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think my opinion on those is largely some of that's tradition. I'd want John Williams to come back no matter what. I'd want to see the opening credits. I'd want to see a long time ago in a gal- galaxy far, far away. However, while that is personal preference for me, I never want tradition to fit in the way of someone creating a new thing. I think that you have to do a balancing act where you can't make it completely unrecognizable. Yeah. And I would want to see some of those continue. But like with the sweep transitions and stuff, that was a filmmaking choice that very much fit into the editing style 
that they were going for in those original yeah, movies. And, and in, then the prequels, because George Lucas directed. And come to think of it, the new movies actually kind of shied away from it a little bit. Yeah. A lot of the cuts aren't exactly like fades and all that. So it's actually just like but hard cuts a lot of the time. Seven and nine look like J.J. Abrams movies, yeah. which I like. And eight looks like a Ryan Johnson movie, which I like. Yeah. I want them to have their own visual identity. Okay. Um, and, you, and so I, I think what I'm getting from you is that like the confines that Disney started in ultimately make it a creatively bankrupt thing to enter into if that's all you have. Well, not creatively bankrupt because I like some of their stuff. I like some of the stuff they put out. I think that's very possible that they can kind of turn the corner again and make something like make the new star Wars. That I really like within this continuity. Mm -hmm. However, I feel like they just kind of, they were starting on a bad foot by not doing that and kind of by not doing that still. They won't because they're way too invested in it at this point in their strategy. They're 10 yeah. years in. Like the, the Mandalorian is a little too successful for them to be like, scrap it. Well, like, in the Galaxy's Edge, like they would have to completely redo yeah. that. Like all the toys, <laughs> like it's impossible now. Yeah. yeah. But at the beginning, even now, like if it was practical, I'd say that would be interesting. Or maybe start like Ultimate Star Wars. Like for those of you who don't know, yeah, Marvel Comics started this line in the early 2000s called Ultimate and Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate X-Men, Ultimate Fantastic Four, whatever. It was just another universe to make it easier for readers to jump on board. That wasn't totally successful, but that doesn't mean that the premise itself... Some isn't. titles were better than others, we'll just say that. Ultimate Spider-Man sure was great. Yep, <laughs> and uh, we'll name the others when we can find them. Uh, okay, I find that interesting as a perspective. I, I can't say I agree with it, just because I, I feel like you need to respect those movies and if you have a franchise you mm. cannot just completely tear it down in the medium of big franchise and I, I, I just don't think that's possible for me at least but i understand your point is like going like to have more avenues to explore different things in this universe because what a lot of fans have actually been crying out for i think since visions and what if did really well is like a star wars version of what if of like, what if Anakin did this? Or like, what if this happened here? Like, I think that would be an interesting way to kind of like retell those stories even, and maybe reboot it in a way. But Even then, I think that just falls into, well, we're going back to the well. And that's been my biggest problem with what they've done so far. Everything they have done, except for like Visions, and I guess the Bad Batch, I haven't seen it, but it seems like that's kind of a continuation Bad of Batch the is, same thing. Bad Batch is really good. Really it's good. not really a continuation. I mean, it technically is because it came, like those characters were introduced in Clone Wars, but like yeah. they were literally last season. Yeah. Clearly building up for its own TV show. Yeah, it's yeah. literally like just after Order 66. But so much of Star Wars, has, it's felt like it's been going back to the well. That's fair. That's, yeah, and I completely get that. Opinion. And I think that's kind of a similar thing to what I was saying about the TV shows earlier, where it's like, they do need that, I don't want to say a creative reset, but like the ability to branch out and just do stuff, like you were saying, like just completely on its own. I absolutely do not agree that they should just like completely <laughs> <laughs> just like scrap Same, things. Same, I'm and with you on that one, buddy. And especially like, I mean, I understand why you can do that with comics. Uh, I mean, especially back then, comics like, were more of a niche thing than they are today. But, like, you could have different continuities. You could do all that kind of thing. Whereas, like, Star Wars, even for the books and everything that got scrapped before that, like, you always had the main line of movies that, like, everything kind of built off of. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. saying, like, you have to keep building off of, off of that, but, like, that's still an integral reason to why people like Star Wars. Especially because, like, you know, older folks saw it when it originally came out. Younger folks, you know, have we, that experience with their parents the prequels, or yeah. with whoever, like, watching it as kids and then growing up with that i think the thing for me though is like you still have all that you still have all those memories and as long as it feels like star wars to a certain extent i think that that's continuing the legacy i'm thinking of the ring of power show that's coming out who knows if that'll be good uh we will it is expensive we will in september um. <laughs> um, that does not fit into the jackson lord of the rings films at all but it does feel like it's taking cues and it feels like when I go into it, I'm still going to be carrying, just like how I carry my knowledge of a book in when I watch an adaptation, I still like carry in that association and stuff, but recognize it's a different thing. I, I guess that makes sense. It's just that uh, Star Wars itself, for me, isn't an adaptation. So I feel like I feel like room for interpretation is, is not impossible, mm -hmm. but limited. If I had my choice, if we're, if we're going to kind of get into like 
where we would want like Star Wars to go from yeah. here. I have my actual mm-hmm. pitch that I think is practical okay. later, okay. but okay, we can cool. we can jump to you. Oh, uh, well, I was just going to say like, you know, my ideal thing would be like what's the best thing they can do that would not stop on the originals or kind of mess with what they've done with the sequels now. I, I really don't th- they don't want to really touch the sequels except for what if Lego Ray le- met this person and it's like it's Lego Ray. No one hates Lego Ray. <laughs> 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 She's shielded. It's okay. But like I look at it like this. If you can show some of the concepts from those books that people loved in a more approachable way and adapt those into this main Star Wars universe, I think that would be more interesting. And I think that saga movies should still be a thing. Just wait a little bit. And I think what they should do now is kind of what they did before. Star Wars started off episode four, five, and six, and then went back to one, two, and three, and then it went to seven, eight, and nine. Well, why don't we go to negative three, negative two, and negative one? You know, why don't we Maybe go? Maybe not title them that. Yeah, but... don't don't title them that. But I'm just saying, like, if we went the to negative verse, the <laughs> But like doing something in the past and filling in more gaps is the way to do it. You don't have to focus on a character we've already seen. It can be about Joe Schmo. He just exists years before or whatever. That would be where creatively you could go. I think yeah. Eclipse is going to do that. And to that point, we could very well get that with their introduction to the High Republic. Yeah, very taking much. Taking place like, you know, right before the, I mean, it's not right before the prequels, but you know, like in yeah. that area of time. Dooku, yeah, yeah. Dooku and Yoda are around, but that's about it, right? Like, right. Oh, is Dooku around in that? Yeah, apparently a very young Dooku. Very, very young Dooku. Oh, so are we going to find out Dooku's like 200 years old? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like Aragorn that. and Lord of the Rings. I, yeah. it's just, it's well, funny. he's a Numenorian, so it actually makes sense <laughs> i was thinking about that and th- that was going to play a part in my pitch the problem with high republic because i've i've dabbled in high republic i've let, read a little bit of the comics read a little bit of the books the problem with high republic is it's what we've gotten so far not all of it hits but it's a really interesting era and concept and i think mm-hmm. they've launched it really well we haven't gotten in video games so and that's because video games take a while but you know what doesn't take as long a movie Mm-hmm. And I know that movies are a big investment. It probably will have gotten messed up with COVID and all that stuff. But imagine if they had been like, we're launching High Republic. Here are our books. Here are our comics. There's this video game called Eclipse that's coming out at some point, but video games are very hard to it make. It might be 2028. We don't know. And in two, <laughs> and in like a year and a half year or whatever. Year 38, Star Wars Eclipse confirmed. <laughs> and in a year, a year and a half, whatever, you can see the new Star Wars movie, Star Wars The High Republic, and they show a trailer for it. That would have been great. Fully go all in on this concept. Mm-hmm. And then like, maybe that means that we don't get a Cassian Andor show. Maybe that means, sorry, Steven, we don't get a book of Boba Fett show, but you know what? Boba Fett was never a character, so we can hold off on him still not being a character for a while. Second hot take. <laughs> Second one of Caleb's hot takes. Oh, tell, yeah. me, tell, me one character, tell me one characteristic of Boba Fett from the movies. He's cool. Helmet. I said helmet, didn't I? <laughs> oh, God, helmet. <laughs> <laughs> so what I do want to say as well, though, I think that one thing that Disney has done well with visions is being able to allow people to do whatever they want in an animated medium i think in animation star wars has excelled a whole lot more because i think you're able to experiment more and do things that are risky to do in live action for example say that like the clone wars was a live action show oh. how absolutely <laughs> garbage it would, it would look, look. <laughs> yes exactly you'd have to cast actors well, with extremely angular faces Steven, I only am keanu reeves would be able to be in this <laughs> i'm really glad you mentioned the uh visions and the way people are able to go creatively because now i get to pitch to you my next tv show which is entirely based around tatooine rhapsody now we <laughs> oh find my the God. band <laughs> have you seen you Almo- okay? have you seen almost famous well welcome to <laughs> almost star wars <laughs> have you seen the rocker with rain wilson <laughs> okay dude have you ever seen spinal tap no i feel like i would love if it if you like Everyone the rocker me, would you would love love spinal tap because uh, they make so many jokes that like guitar players mm. get spinal tap but with star wars <laughs> and i think part of the reasons visions does so well is because it is fully commit committing to like the strengths of that medium and same with the uh, uh Tartarovsky star wars yeah. uh, project i think that's the biggest problem is right now the tv shows just feel like they're trying to be movies except for parts of the mandalorian but like the strength of a TV show really is the serialization of it. You can have ongoing stories, but if you think of the best ongoing stories on TV, 
like Breaking Bad or even going back to Breaking Bad's uh, spiritual sequel, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I thought um, you were going to say Better Call Saul. No, that's its um, actual prequel uh, sequel. <laughs> Those episodes feel very serialized, mm-hmm. but they're telling one long story. And I really wish they didn't just drop a completely different show in the middle of a season yeah (laughs) the the biggest thing is that like look star wars right now is i mean we i think we all can agree on this it's in a weird place because there was no plan out the gate it looks like we're gonna make the movies what's our plan who cares so that's why you get a tonal inconsistencies between the movies but you also get story beats that completely get dropped at points you know like luke acting completely different in episode nine as opposed to episode eight going i was wrong it's like well then what was the whole point of your character arc but it's like things like that if you would have given it to one creative team for an example matt reeves has a hand in everything going on with the batman any spinoffs they're doing he's a producer on it minimum even the new animated series that they're going to be doing called cape crusader like wait that's a thing too yeah oh man uh, i'm learning it's all not of continuity this right it, it's, no it's yeah. not in continuity it's a but matt Still, reeves is producing though. it yeah. bruce tim is involved ed brubaker's right Writing it, which he's a great comic book writer. Ed Brubaker? Yeah. He's the head writer on the Interesting. show. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. He's the head writer on the show. Wow. That's All right. promising. And it's going to be like a noir-based Caleb Batman. might actually watch it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, I'll um, watch the first two episodes, <laughs> and then I'll go back to Letterkenny. <laughs> <laughs> Point being is that there, there's at least an inherent plan in terms of creative direction here there doesn't seem to be so like i guess in in my ideal world it would be the movies are handled by one team the shows are handled by a team that works very directly with the movie team and then comics and any other media can just including cartoons can experiment I feel like they should be able to want those in continuity. It depends. Um, You could have some in continuity. You could have some not in continuity. I think like uh, the DC animated movies, for example, like they do a great job of that. Mm-hmm. where it's like yes we have our universe movies where we have like the justice league comes together and it's consistent and this superman is this superman and he's in the same universe as this yeah but then you get things like red sun and gotham by gaslight that like are obviously not in the universe so what? i think star wars could do that with more things like visions but then you know if i got a few different shows like bad batch that you told me were in between certain things i'd be like that's fine because i don't need to watch the bad batch to understand what's going on in a new hope i I think star wars has already shown that like with visions that like they can very clearly communicate something's not in canon mm-hmm. it's just like they just don't do that or that's, it's that's like a fair point where it's like if they do come up with something like unique and like visually and thematically very different from everything else i think like they can very easily communicate that yeah and they should probably do that <laughs> yeah definitely definitely <laughs> caleb you you have a great quote all the time that I'm like, you know, I, I always need to think of it like this. You always say you're like, Star Wars is for everyone. Yeah. And I completely agree with that. And I think that the only thing they should take from Marvel in that way is that what Marvel did great around, like, I want to say phase two and three is that each movie, though it felt like Marvel, felt like a genre movie. You know, like yeah, Captain yeah. America, the Winter Soldier, like felt like a spy thriller. Iron Man 3 was a comedy, Iron like Man, straight yeah. up. Action Iron Man comedy. 3 was a comedy with like some cool like buddy cop isms. Having those genres play into Star Wars would be really cool mm-hmm. to just be like, hey, this is a completely different thing. It's in the same universe, but it's just completely different in the way it's handled i think that's part of the thing for me because despite my earlier pitch being based around continuity because that's what i think disney's interested in i don't actually care about continuity continuity i think you're a a fan of the brian singer x-men movies so (laughs) oh yeah no i like them because they're like whatever we'll do whatever I'm sorry, I should have said the Fox X-Men movies because if I say Brian Singer's name, it makes me it makes thing people assume assume things about you. Right? Yeah, I don't <laughs> right? yeah. Brian, probably shouldn't say that. I'm sorry, buddy. Brian Singer can go find a hole to jump in. I as far <laughs> oh, as I'm so concerned. That's the censored version of that sentence. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, no one directed those movies, but somehow they turned out well. Um anyway. But no, I, I don't actually care about continuity that much on a macro scale. What this is why I would want to see Disney do. Practically, I want them to just kind of slow their roll. And don't have all their, take some of the resources and stuff that they're putting into all these TV shows, put those back into movies. Because TV is episodic and stuff, you can have maybe like two big TV shows a year, one big movie a year, 
then let video game developers do whatever they need to do because once again, video games are very much their own different thing in you development. To, yeah. Also, <laughs> with them, like you have to take your time. Yeah, <laughs> otherwise you get really, really bad ones. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, all video games should be out of continuity. Out of all the mediums, you limit video games the most, and you limit the ability to give players choices if they're in continuity. Mm-hmm. Actually, one of the things I'd like to see them do is let the exploration really play out in video games, and then start taking cues from that. Because I think you can do really interesting things in video games, and I'm not a big fan of video games personally. But like, I still think Caleb doesn't like many things that other people like. Yeah, I didn't grow up playing video games. That's a big reason. That's it, huh? It's not just because I play video games. Yeah, I base everything I like around what you don't like. He just said that. He just said <laughs> that to my face. You saw that, Alex. I'm not getting involved in this. <laughs> all, all I was thinking about in the back of my head is, yeah, I absolutely love how you can just do whatever you want with video games. Like, <laughs> I was thinking of how to constructively add to there's the There's an alternate <laughs> ending to Revenge of the Sith where you can play as Anakin and kill Obi-Wan and then he kills the Emperor. Yeah. And like, does that make sense in continuity? Absolutely not. Is it fun? Yeah. Force Unleashed is <laughs> a great example i think to have you get the concept. that choice yeah you yeah. get the you, well also just concept wise that's like okay what if darth vader had an apprentice okay awesome what if his apprentice was god yeah what if his <laughs> apprentice literally killed him and then became palpatine's right hand man and then tried to kill luke and luke became so angry that he went to the dark side i love that like, deal i love that dlc where you just go around killing the cast of star wars yeah and then leia's like you killed my brother so i had to become a jedi Um, like so things like that are fine i definitely think i i agree with that statement that like video games should be out of canon for the most part but like something like jedi order like while i'm not a big fan of the gameplay and so like i don't know i i look at that like that's a cool story that you can take in or out of canon yeah well that's that's my thing is you can possibly have a good story if you have to force it into canon however i think you have a much better chance of having a good story even if everything within the story could be in canon if it's out of it i think that just mm-hmm. is a better headspace for the dev team to be in but what i really think the trick here is like slow your roll focus in don't like just announce seven billion tv shows and then mm-hmm. oh maybe two movies will come out eventually yeah and then this is the key thing new blood i'm not saying these people make bad movies but they need to stop going back to John Favreau. So we they, need to sacrifice them and use their blood to fuel the next generation of filmmakers is what you're saying. Well, and this is kind of what gets me Keep excited. Keep Dave Filoni, though. He's pretty great. No, Have I've, him drink their blood and assume all of their powers. <laughs> Dave Filoni <laughs> drinks their blood. All the gray from his beard fades back into black. He becomes like, a younger he's man He's like again. Rachel Ghoul. <laughs> you know, I, I hate to be like this. Dave Filoni is a great guy, but you know what? He's from a certain generation where Star Wars meant a very specific thing. Star Wars means something new. And I feel like Disney has been getting people who are super invested in what Lucas era Star Wars would be. They need to start finding people who are super invested in what Disney era Star Wars is going to be. Yeah. And I feel like Deborah Cho who's doing Obi-Wan, maybe yeah. she'll be like that young blood they need in. But that's what I really want to see. I think we're kind of seeing that with Taika Waititi because Taika Waititi is not going to change what he makes for anyone. He's I, not I cannot wait to see what he does. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but I really think that there is a whole crop of unknown filmmakers out there who mm. are going to leave their mark on Star Wars and they're going to turn Star Wars, Disney Star Wars into its own thing that is... Yeah just as good as what we have gotten before. Personally, I think that about Bryce Dallas Howard, because Bryce Dallas Howard directed uh, the Return of the Mandalorian episode. Mm -hmm. Regardless of how you feel about how that fits into Boba Fett or whatever, that is legitimately one of the best Star Wars things I've ever seen. It's an amazing episode. Him busting into like that meat locker with the Darksaber, Mm -hmm. like for me, I look at the way Bryce, because Bryce Dallas Howard has directed an an episode each like season and she's only gotten better every time so i look at her like wow she could actually be a voice that direction wise would really work for the franchise you and me were texting when we saw that episode and i was like dude there's a halo ring like i specifically told you text me when you watch the episode you'll know why and then you go halo ring yeah and first thing (laughs) so what's the tldr here what's what's like our bite-sized opinions of what the future of star wars should be i think we more agree than disagree just on the fact that like 
like it needs to be fresh. Yes. It needs to be something new. I mean, if you want to get into the like specific details of <laughs> scrapping canon and stuff like that. Well, uh, to be and once again, I don't think practically they could do that right now. Yeah, yeah. I totally no, understand but I mean, like, though because I feel the same way about DC in a lot of ways where I'm like scrap everything and have it just be one thing. I think you're right. Something fresh is the direction to go with Star Wars. And while you may not like the scrapping the whole idea, we can still find like the middle crown. Yeah, I'm hopeful because I, I hope they eventually go into that with High Republic and I hope they like s- just see the mistakes they've made and actually learn from them and not just repeat them. Yeah, which they I- could also just repeat them again because they yeah (laughs) they're disney the thing is with them is that like they will never admit their mistakes out loud they will always say like well we really want to give fans what they need from our yeah right no solo bombed that's why you're trying to do this i i definitely agree with you that it needs to be fresh i would hate to use this example again but like once again look at what the batman is doing it's taking a story that has been told what seems like hundreds of times at this point and still somehow making it fresh. Mm-hmm. I think that you could easily do that with Star Wars. Unfortunately, it turns into member berries a lot where it's like, oh, remember Tatooine? Remember yeah. this? Remember Boba Fett's armor? What if we made a show about a guy with Boba Fett's armor? Huh? Like, it, I, I, As long as they can stop feeding into member berry syndrome, give it to people who have a genuine idea about Star Wars and let them do whatever they want. Yeah, I don't think continuity should matter like but also maybe just don't worry about tying things in right now and if they need to be tied in later do that yeah you know and make movies good please i miss star wars movies i do too it was the closest thing to a religious experience i had at the theater a lot of the time (laughs) so (laughs) for a good like two or three years i was like man we're going back yeah every december it would be awesome and even then like even when it was bad it was still like ah, this is a good experience talk about with my friends yeah (laughs) yeah it's one of those things it's like it's such a cultural phenomenon that like yeah you want to keep it around you just don't want to have it all the time exactly and that's kind of the problem is like you know you just keep you keep hitting that with people like a star wars movie every year is going to happen and it's like Uh, it shouldn't (laughs) it really shouldn't three every decade let's go yeah let's go baby honestly wouldn't be upset about that it gives you time to breathe and especially like one of my things about like star wars specifically is like people get accustomed to change in star wars Mm -hmm. i kind of liken it to halo in the same way where it's like the bad ones eventually become at least like kind of (laughs) good like everyone used to say the prequels were the worst thing they ever seen and now there's a whole generation of like yeah they're still like kind of bad but at the same time like i enjoy it for this 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 and this when you have the time between trilogies like that like yeah a whole decade that that allows things to like settle and that lets you like rewatch things, contemplate them, look at them in a different way, and then just kind of you move on with your life. The next things that come around, you kind of treat them as a new thing and then you do the same thing. It's kind of a process that it's like yeah. poetry. It kind of rhymes. I kind it's like poetry. It just kind of rhymes, you know? I, it's, it's just like how mashed potatoes and, and, and crashed potatoes rhyme. Someone just told me I'm just rhyming. You're, you're right, George. That's am, I, am I just rhyming potato with potato? Hey, how's the script for Phantom Menace going? Well, that's pretty good. Okay, that's good. There's to hear. a lot of they fight. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, I I think that's the big thing too is that you look at like what Star Wars did the past two I'll say generations is like you know you have the original trilogy and you have things that spin off from that that aren't really worrying about anything except for what happens like afterwards and that was different because there was nothing but then when they made the prequels what was everything about? Everything was about the prequels. The animated Clone Wars show come out. You had the 2D animated Clone Wars show come out. You had the Clone Wars movie. You had like so many things exploring the prequels during that time. And that Mm -hmm. universe kind of just became what people knew as Star Wars. Even like years after the the movies ended, the Clone Wars were still going and connecting that bridge. With this one, the problem is that anything they made kind of bounced all over the place because they were too obsessed with trying to please fans. Oh, we have our new movie. We have Resistance which is not a good show and then we have rebels which is not a good show and like it just felt extremely inconsistent you're trying to please everyone so just pick yeah. a direction and go for it you know i think high republic is a perfect chance to do that i completely because agree. like you're going back to a time where the republic was still around and i don't know Jedi if like the separatists plentiful. are like yeah. the 
enemy of the of it or whatever but like you know you could do like a jedi versus sith thing you can have that like action-packed vein of star wars that you get used to in the prequels except like you have the chance to do it better now yeah you have a chance to have a full-blown war between the jedi and the sith at some point that's awesome well do y'all know who the villain of the high republic is who no i don't i probably should have asked you because i forgot you actually (laughs) yeah it's a it's like this whole it's not like a jedi versus sith thing it's like should the Senate expand? Should the um, Galactic Republic expand? Mm. Or is it more like an anarcho thing? Not saying anything bad about the political ideology of anarchy, uh, but like fitting. <laughs> I don't want to upset as we, the anarchists. As we know. Oh, I have, I have friends who I don't, are anarchists. I don't, so that's why oh, I'm I know. This. Look, we don't funny. want any any anarchist emails coming at our <laughs> Gmail account. And it, it's really, they've been just punching down our doors for well, the past I, few weeks. I mean, I don't want to villainize a real life political ideology, but as it fits into this, it's much, it's very interesting. I want to do a High Republic episode soon. I would love that. That'd be great. I think what they've done really smartly is that there's kind of this collective ideology with all the villains, but how that ideology is played out is completely different across each of the villains. Do any of the villains want to bring up trade routes to Congress? Maybe have some uh, highly political discussions about tax rates? Um, Or or maybe like... See, this is what I mean when I say I want to see prequel lovers make new Star Wars. See, (laughs) see, with me, I just was curious if there were any characters that, oh, I don't know, had some political opinions that were a little bit off the beaten path. Maybe they own a small establishment. Maybe they have multiple limbs. (laughs) Maybe they have a grease stain on their wife beater. Maybe their name is Dexter Jetster. As much as okay, <laughs> listen, I don't you know. Want... He's the uh, he's the Libertarian candidate. <laughs> he's, the he's the Green Party candidate. Um, oh, he's for sure Libertarian. <laughs> he's not having the government in his business. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who the Green Party candidate would be. Oh Leia. It's still Maybe. Chancellor Stein. Valorum. And, uh, I'd say I'd say Leia, but she's too practical to be part of the Green Party. Um, <laughs> She's too good of a leader. <laughs> she would get the votes. That's the problem. <laughs> so anyway, come join us next month when we try to assign political affiliations to each of the, I love each of how the characters in I, Star Wars. I love how the anarchy discussion goes. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't, don't want to disparage the anarchist uh, political views, but we're perfectly fine just trashing on the Green Party. <laughs> I agree, though. They deserve it. I never. Well, I all know, two of them. I know anarchists. All two. There are dozens of, dozens of us across the globe. <laughs> are you part of the Green Party? No. <laughs> no, the difference is that I know anarchists and I'm friends with them. And oh, I've, I never, I've never met anyone in the Green Party. But <laughs> if you are in the Green Party, you can contact me at Caleb from the Real World on Instagram and YouTube. Like we us on Spotify. <laughs> where you can find my litany of other podcasts, Hot Trash Unlimited, All New 52, and The Snub Club. And thank y'all for listening to this. Uh, definitely rate and review us and give us feedback. We're at StarWarsTherapy at gmail.com. Hey, Stephen Alex, where the, can the kind listeners find you? Oh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at uh, underscore Alex Bryson, or you can find me on twitch.tv slash st3phe underscore. Uh, uh, and you the can... underscore is important. <laughs> you will not this, find me otherwise. Keep this in mind. <laughs> uh, and is. you can you can find me at Stephen Weeben on uh, Instagram. That is S T E E B E N W E E B E N. And then you can find me uh, at Stephen on YouTube. I promise to have something up by May. And May's gonna be a really fun episode for us because it will be a year of us doing the show. Yay. So join us in where we'll talk about Star Wars. And And life. life.